and that you would use it, that you would um, uh, take anything I have to say out of it and just make sure everything that you have to say goes right to the front. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Matthew, chapter 14. Uh, and so um, <clears throat> the title of the sermon this morning is Fear, and uh, sometimes we experience things and we are afraid of some things. And uh, here's the backstory to uh, right before uh, this passage of Scripture takes place, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And uh, the feeding of the 5,000 is recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'll be reading it from uh, the book of uh, Matthew, Right, what takes place right after um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people were coming and gathering and learning from Jesus. And, and so Jesus feeds the 5,000 people. And then right after that, uh, Jesus, uh, he does kind of this pastoral thing where he kind of dismisses the crowd. Meanwhile, he takes the disciples and he sticks them on a boat and says, get out of here. And uh, that's kind of the way this thing plays out. And so we read it together, Matthew chapter 14, uh, right after the, uh, right after it feeds the 5,000, it says immediately, in verse 20, immediately Jesus made, made them. Now, in the original language, the Greek language, this Greek word, it carries with it sort of a connotation of he compelled them. He, he basically told them, you guys get on this boat and head out into the water. And uh, being Jesus, I'm confident that he knew what was going to be happening uh, a little bit later on. And so he arranges for them to be put in this situation. And he made his disciples get into the boat and they go out onto the Sea of Galilee. It would Contextually, we would know that. And go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up onto the mountainside by himself to pray. We see Jesus doing that quite often. Jesus would go off to be by himself, and he would talk to his father, and he'd pray. And he also tells us that's something that we should probably be in the habit of doing, is spending time talking to the father. And so when evening came, uh, he was there alone. Uh, but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffered by the waves because the wind was against it. And so Jesus tells uh, the disciples uh, right after he feeds the 5,000, you guys come down here, get in this boat, and you guys begin to make your way across the Sea of Galilee, and I'm telling you to do this. And Well, that's interesting in and of itself, but then we continue to read. It says, during the fourth watch of the night, it'll be between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., so it's going to be pitch black out there, really, really dark. And so Jesus went out to them. How, how did he get to them if they had been out there in the boat most of the night already? He was walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. They were clearly afraid. But Jesus immediately, 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 but Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, 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 Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? It's a great question. There seems to be a question.
correlation here between being afraid and seeing something that you don't quite understand, yet coming to a place where you want to have enough faith that you're going to be able to step out of a boat onto the water. There's this relationship that sort of exists between fear and faith. Probably many of you have experienced that, uh, maybe not in the exact same way, but in some way in your life. Um, many years ago, I had the opportunity to go skydiving, and, and that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed going skydiving, and, and uh, maybe uh, you've done that yourself, and I'd like to do it again. If there's anybody out there that wants to kind of jump on and do that again, uh, let's sign up. We can go, okay? And we get a, a group of us. And uh, But uh, if you've ever done that, you know what that's like. They strap you in there, and you go up in the airplane, and then they say, all right, it's about time to get out of the plane, so you roll out of the plane. And um, if you've done something like that before, uh, you know that that week before you know you're going to go, there is a relationship between fear and faith, right? And so you're excited to go and you want to do something like that, but you know in the back of your mind, you start having some conversation with God. I'm looking forward to this, God, but if in fact, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm right with you, right? And um, uh, just a few years ago, I um, uh, decided that I was uh, fearful of my age. I was getting older, and uh, my body was telling me I was getting older, and, uh, you know, old dog, new tricks, and all that kind of stuff. And so I told myself what I needed to do to find my age is... um, I'm going to learn how to ride a unicycle. And so about four years ago, I learned how to ride a unicycle. And uh, that was not without its uh, share of bumps and bruises and pain. And, and, uh, and it was hard, but I, wanted, I was like, I, I'm convinced I'm getting older, but I'm, I'm going to defy this. I've got to be able to do something that proves that I'm really not as bad off. And so I set out to do that because of this relationship between fear. And I trusted that I was going to be able to, to do that. And I did. I learned how. And I would have wrote it this morning. It's got a flat tire. It's got the big slit in the tire. I think some kids have been playing on it. But, um, and, uh, and so I, I learned how to do that. And then one of the things my family loves to do when we go get the opportunity to have my whole family go out to uh, California, my wife's family is in uh, Northern California. And uh, we go out to this, um, this place and we go zip lining. And here's a picture of uh, the whole family kind of perched up on this. It's in the Redwoods in California. And, uh, and so you're, uh, there are some of the lines that are 1,400 feet long, which is really, really, really long. And uh, you might be 700 feet above the ground when you're going. And here's the next picture here. And, and this, this little dot, I don't know if you can see the dot there in the middle of that. That's my wife. And, um, but if you've ever done something like that and you're out there and you're perched and you're about ready to clip you into the zip line and you're kind of, you know, you begin to settle into the weight and you're looking at this little carabiner going, yeah, I guess that's going to hold, right? And you're looking at this tiny little microscopic thread that goes from here off, off into the distance and you can't even see where you're going. And like, yeah, this is going to hold, right? And and so you pray, and you kind of like, okay, God, you know. Uh, and there's this relationship between fear and faith. I think the disciples that were in the boat were experiencing this relationship between fear and faith. But Jesus was quick to say, do not be afraid. And that shows up many times in Scripture. You don't need to be afraid, but what are the things that cause you to fear? What are your fears? We have all kinds of them. Financial fears. Am I going to have enough money to pay the bills at the end of the month? And what's my job situation? We have job fears and health fears when you go in to see the doctor and they say, well, I think we better take a test. And what's the result of that test going to produce? And 
there's uh, retirement or future fears. Are you going to be able to do that someday or cross that line? And you ever have a fear of letting God down? I want to have enough faith, but I don't know if I have enough faith. Or there's parenting fears and relational fears and your fear of letting your parents down. And um, just this week, I was digging through some files in my computer. And I came across a document that I had written several years ago, and it was just titled uh, Katie Letter. I've got a daughter named Katie, and Katie Letter. And I was like, what's that? I didn't even remember anything about that. And I clicked on it, and I read it. And it was a letter that I had written to myself about my daughter, Katie, when she was in high school. And uh, I, had, I was looking at that thing, and I didn't even remember some of these things that were in there, but I had uh, sort of, uh, these are my feelings about Katie, and I, and I had this list of these are the things that she's strong in, and these are her qualities. And as I read through the letter, then I had this list of concerns that I had for her and, and uh, uh, some of the things that she would say to me or the way that she kept her room. She was a teenage girl, and her room... Um, you ever looked, you ever just kind of pulled open a dumpster and looked into it, you know? It, it kind of, and, and so I just remember, I remember writing this letter to myself about my relationship with my daughter and the concerns that I had for her. And she was, I'm dating a boy at the time, and I wrote out my concerns about uh, this relationship. And I wrote this letter to myself about my, my daughter Katie, and I was fearful about the way that she was, uh, where she was headed in life. And maybe you as a parent have had those kinds of fears. As well, and so fears come from from many places in our life, and there's this relationship between fear and faith. And so, a great question to ask is, um, where does fear come from? What causes fear? Write that down. What causes fear? I think when we think about it, we'll be able to relate to these things, and we know that these things are true, but. One of the things that causes fears is simply the unknown, right? You don't know. And so we can become fearful. The disciples, um, I'm confident the disciples had been in the dark before. Um, the disciples, many of them were fishermen. They'd been in a boat before and they'd experienced waves before. And so here it is between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning and it was dark and the wind was blowing and the boat was rocking. But then they look out there and they see something they had never seen before. Someone is walking across the water. And immediately they were afraid and they cried out in fear. Sometimes things happen in our life that we don't recognize or don't understand or they're the unknown. It's kind of like that when you jump out of an airplane with a parachute. It's like, well, I'm hoping it opens, but you don't know. You clip into the zip line. You don't know. Sometimes there are things that we don't know, and they cause fear. The unknown causes fear. Also, the uncontrollable causes fear. Uh, We can't change it. Uh, Did you know that more people read horoscopes than read their Bible? Why do they do that? Because people want to be able to control the outcomes. They want to know the future, right? And so they look all kinds of places to kind of figure out uh, what's going on and what's going to happen and how are we going to get through this thing. But uh, the truth is we can't control many of the things. And sometimes waiting is the hardest thing to do, right? Just to wait, to wait, to wait. You ever sat with anybody in a hospital waiting room? Haven't been able to do that a whole lot the last couple years, but... 
You ever sit and wait with someone in an ICU waiting room? And you wait and you wait. And you wait there and you're nervous and you're fearful. And you know, no matter what you do, you cannot control the outcome of what is happening with the person that you're praying for. And so you pray. And there's things that we cannot control. Uh, uh, What is unknown, that causes fear. The uh, uncontrollable, that causes fear. And so I think of Nancy Dufer, Jerry. We need to pray for them. Think of some of you in the room that have upcoming tests that you're going to be going through. I think of Bev across the street whose daughter is struggling with cancer and they're doing testing and it's not known. So we need to pray for them because there are things that are beyond our control. They're beyond us. And so fear is caused by the unknown, the uncontrollable, and it's also caused by the unrelated circumstances that we sort of bring into the picture, right? Don't we do that? We kind of uh, will we'll come up with some hypotheticals. And sometimes in our lives, uh, we pile on and, and we, uh, we kind of dwell on the hypothetical and, and the what if, and that might happen, and we don't even know that that's going to happen, but we kind of bring things into our own world that are really not in the circumstance, but we bring them into the circumstance and we they begin to cause more fear in our own mind. I think about that with the disciples that were in the boat. They looked out and they saw Jesus, but they didn't go positive, they went negative. It's got to be a ghost. It's got to be something we should be afraid of. That thing that's out there, it's got to be against us, it can't be for us. We tend to do that. How often do we, when we are in a difficult situation, say, that thing that I don't know that could happen or might happen, that's coming from God and it's going to be a good thing. And there's this weird relationship between faith and fear. Another thing that kind of happens is um, we tend to look at the unavoidable and have fear about it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but... uh, my entire life, I've studied this and I've looked at it and I've contemplated it and I've thought about it. And no matter how many calculations I run or no matter what I do, the closer I examine it, I've come to the conclusion most likely, probably, I'm going to die. What about you? Do you think about it? Do you, do you worry about it? Do you fear it? A, a death is going to happen to all of us, right? And there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. It is the unavoidable. And so there are things that are unavoidable in life. If you have children, you're probably going to have issues with your children at some level, in some way. It's just going to happen. Life happens. It turns out uh, that way. And so uh, uh, death happens and children grow up and they leave the house and health concerns happen and we all get older and that's going to happen. And and so uh, why do we fear those things even though we know they're just a part of life? But we do. We do. And so what do we do about that? How do we deal with them? Great question is, how do we deal with our fears? We have fears in life. They're normal. So how do we deal with them? You know what the best thing to do is? Face it. Face your fears. Peter did. 
Peter was in the boat. He looked out. They were all scared. As soon as Jesus said, it's me, and Jesus said, I'm in. Right? If it is you, I'm facing this thing, and I want to get out of this boat, and I want to be where you are on the water. And he got out of the boat, and he walked out onto the water. He just faced it head on. Well, he looked around and the unknown and the circumstances and all of those things that were just welling through his mind, he began to sink, right? But Jesus was there and immediately he pulled him out. And so we do well to face our fears. Listen, don't run from your bills. I don't put your head in the sand about your kids. Don't run from potential aches and pains and health issues. Go see the doctor. Get checked out. Face. Face your fears. So how do we deal with our fears? We face them. We lean into them. Listen to this. Um, And so I told you about that letter that I wrote to myself about my daughter. Um, The reason that I wrote that letter uh, to myself about my daughter when she was in high school, the reason I wrote that letter is because... I had scheduled an appointment to meet with a counselor. I was so uh, up in arms about the, the, the direction that I thought my poor daughter was going and, and uh, the, some of the choices that she was making and things like that, and that I didn't know what to do with it. And one of the problems is um, she, uh, she's just too much like me. And, and, um, and, and so I wanted to go see. I wanted, and so I went down and I, sat, I made an appointment. I went and sat down with a, with a therapist, with a counselor, a marriage family counselor. And this lady was awesome, and she was so good, and, and she was saying, you know, Steve, some of those things you're concerned about, those are normal, that's just teenage stuff. And we got to the place where I was starting to talk to her about uh, this boyfriend that she had. And I was saying, oh, you know, I don't know him, concern. And then she said, the, right? She said, Steve, have you considered saying to him, uh, you know, I know that you like my daughter, and uh, I like my daughter, and I would just really like the opportunity to get to know you better. Maybe you could invite him out to lunch and just sit down with him and get to know him. Wow, I could do that? I could not sit back and be afraid that, oh no, what is going on with them? I can actually just kind of be proactive and say, you know, hey, would you mind if we went out to lunch? And he said, sure, let's go out to lunch. And I sat down with, and had lunch with him and said, oh, no. oh. Uh, This kid's, he's actually a pretty nice guy. He really is. That relationship didn't go anywhere and she didn't marry him. And so all all those fears and all of those things, but just the idea of face it. Just own up to it. Step into it and face it. Pretty good advice. And so face your fears. Face them. Not only this, uh, how do we uh, deal with our fears or how do we uh, deal with things that are going on in our life? Face them. And then do this. Remember your past. Remember your past. How many times has God shown up and been faithful in your life? Think about the examples. You think about Abraham, and uh, God shows up to him. And Abraham doesn't have any kids. And he says, Abraham, something I want you to know about you. You're going to have more descendants than there are stars in the sky or uh, sand on the shores. And Huh? And he was faithful. And he did it. And he proved himself. Think about Daniel. Daniel says, I'm going to be faithful to God no matter the situation or the circumstances. And where did that uh, end up? Uh, Daniel was in the pit of lions. And there's these wild beasts surrounding him and potentially licking their chops and eyeing him. And he sits there and knows that God is going to take care of him and look after him, take care of him. And that's what he did. 
He leaned into God. You think about Jesus. Jesus was willing to go to the cross, believing his dad would raise him from the dead. He just faced it. He remembered all of the faithfulness that his father had demonstrated before him. And then when Peter, when Peter steps out onto the water and he begins to sink, the word immediately appears. Immediately, Jesus snatches up Peter. Face your fears. Remember your past and ask for help. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus said that. If you're afraid, take it to Jesus. The scripture commands us to share our burdens with one another, and so we are to ask for help. We're supposed to go to our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, this is going on in my life and it's kind of concerning me and I just, I kind of want to put all this out and I just need some insight and I need some help from my, my biblical brothers and sisters. I want to be a part of that. And when we are afraid, the truth is, we believe that God can't handle it. And so what we should do is turn it over to God and say, I need your help in knowing that you've got this, and we turn it over to God with help. I think you guys sang this song last week. It's called Oceans, and uh, I just love the words. And so right now I'm going to ask Laura play this, and um, just listen. You can sing along if you'd like. I'm 
battle that uh, David uh, had with Goliath. And uh, Goliath was the giant. And uh, David had uh, uh, fought the giant. And he won because his faith was in God. And David was reflecting on the fact that he had defeated giant. In Psalm 9, verse 10, it says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. And David knew that. And he lived that. And then you advance through time. And when Jesus arrives in the book of John 13, 14, we read about Jesus being with the disciples at the Last Supper. And while he's at the Last Supper, he's looking around at the other disciples that are there and conversation strikes up and Jesus makes it known right there in that room that Judas was going to be the one that was going to be betraying him. Uh, In just a little while, that night, he was going to be betrayed. And that Jesus was going to be heading off to do battle with Satan at Calvary on the cross. And there's an insight into what Jesus was thinking about, even in that. In the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, it was with those things in his mind that Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. When we are afraid, we do well to trust God's got it. He can handle it. He can walk on water. He can have us walk on water. He's in control. He is God and he is good. I don't know where you are on your spiritual journey, your path through life, but maybe you need to do what Fallon and Laura did and be baptized into Christ and make a commitment to Christ that you want to be in his family and a part of his kingdom forever and ever and ever and ever. If that's something you've been thinking about and you need to do, then I would love to have that conversation with you. And we can arrange for you to be baptized as well. If you are a follower of Jesus, give it to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the way that you tend to us and look after us and love us. Father, I thank you so much for this church family. Just ask that you would watch over us that are in the room and those that would love to be here but are not able. Draw us to you. We pray it in Jesus' name, and amen. I've read the word.
Zin 